nobody knows what you're thinking. Like nobody knows what you want. I think it's actually really important to be able to like, to really say and know what it is you want. It's almost like sometimes if you're not even able to put it into words, then how are you going to be able to manifest that in your life? You know? Hey babes, it's Kayla Craft with the Mommy Millionaire Podcast. I'm a mom of three littles, ER nurse turned self-made millionaire and lifestyle entrepreneur. I am bringing you inspiring stories, business and mindset tips to help you be shameless in pursuing your ambitions. Hey, Mommy Millionaires. Today's episode is with my friend, Lydia McLaughlin. She is the founder of Nobleman Magazine, and she is a blogger and TV personality. You may have seen her on The Real Housewives of Orange County. And amazing story about Lydia is I met her when I first moved to Newport Beach just a couple months ago, and we were at the park at a kindergarten play date for our kids' school. And um, I was just going around meeting all the moms, of course, because I wanted to get to know everybody. We had been there for like two weeks. And me and Lydia just hit it off talking about Pilates, and then we worked out together. And now we do a Bible study at her house, and um, she has been one of those people that has just like taken me in um, and made me feel at home in Orange County. And so I'm so just blessed by her friendship and also by her ambition, you guys. So I just hope that you guys take all of her inspiration. She has done so many amazing things with her life. And she's, I feel like she's just getting started, her and her husband, Doug. So uh, listen up, be inspired, and really dream big after you listen to today's episode. Hello, Mommy Millionaires, and welcome to this special episode with my friend Lydia. You guys are in for some good little nuggets here, so make sure to grab grab a piece of paper and a pen, and um, I'm just so excited to have you on, Lydia. How are you? Oh, you're so sweet. I'm really good. Thank you. I'm a little sick, so I don't normally sound so sexy and nasal, nasally. <laughs> That's okay. People will people will love it. Yeah, okay. it's fall. It's fall, so it's all I, good. I totally get it. So um, I'm really excited for the Mommy Millionaire community to hear from you. Oh. And just want to remind everybody that she is going to be speaking at Mommy Millionaire Live, okay? so Yes. If you haven't gotten your tickets, you guys need to get them. So, it's, Lydia, yeah, it's almost sold out, right? There's only a few spots left. So I'm so excited yes. to just for the energy and all of the great people. I mean, I'm excited to hear some of the people you have lined up. It should be such a special weekend. It really is going to be a good one. So tell me a little bit about like, why are you so focused on um, building like this empire with your husband, Doug? And like, you know, like, why do you want to do that? Yeah. I mean, I guess people, for someone doesn't know um, anything about me or whatever, my husband and I, we have a magazine called Nobleman Magazine. And um, I grew up in a media family. So my grandfather actually started the first 24 hour. Like nowadays, obviously, we're on our phones and on the internet and nothing ever shuts down. But even when our grandparents were around, the TV used to stop. And so my grandfather actually like was one that decided, oh my gosh, well, I'm, I own a television station and I'm going to just keep it running for 24 hours. And he would put like all of these 
like kind of his trippy spiritual messages that he wanted to say. And he called it like late, late night TV. And so, um, just growing up was like very much always around a lot of people in the media. And I just like got such a passion for it and just loved kind of the energy and the different eccentric people you meet and stuff like that. And so I just always knew that that I wanted to kind of carry out that legacy, but I also knew I wanted to almost like do it on my own and not ride on my family's coattails or anything like that. So they are really big in Canada, but um, no one, you know, I live in Orange County and it's not like anyone knows who my family is or anything like that. But I, I love that. Like that drives me even more. <laughs> All right. So what do you, what do you think about like what is going on in today's age with social media? Cause me and you both didn't grow up with social media and it's like a whole new world. Like, yeah, I think it's so important. Honestly. I mean, you can think what you want and not like it. And I know I like have a total love hate relationship with it. I get annoyed when I'm with people and they're on their phone all the time, but like you really can't escape it. And I feel like we're at a point where your brand needs to be represented on social media. You need to be on social media. Like it just is part of the way the world is. I think it's like back in the, back in time when it was like, oh no, we do voicemails at the office. Like we don't email. And now like if you said that, you would be such a tool, right? And I think <laughs> the same thing is with social media. Like you just need, you need to know about it. You need to have a good presence. It's important. And it's a, it's a fun tool to have. Um, with our magazine, you know, the first thing people say a lot of times is like, oh, print is dead. Like, why would you start a magazine? No one advertises on print anymore, which like to some degree, I understand what they're saying. But for us with our magazine, we have a huge social media presence. Like, so when somebody advertises with the magazine, they also with that, we've leveraged our social media. So, um, you know, not, not just Nobleman Magazine on Instagram, but also like me and my husband, Doug, like we are an extension of the brand. We understand that. And I think other companies, especially advertisers, um, want to see people that understand that. So I think it's super important. Now, there's people listening in probably that want to have a brand and they're trying really hard on social media to have a good brand. But what do you think like makes a good brand? I mean, honestly, I think it's so hard to answer that question. Um, <laughs> just because I know, I think everyone struggles with that where you're like, oh my gosh, why does this one get more likes than that one? Or gosh, how do we have so many followers? <laughs> Um, like I hear people saying, oh, I post twice a day, or I only post once a day, or I only post three times a week. There's so many different, I feel like, formulas people will tell you, like the time that you post and how often you post and things like that. But my big thing is just being authentic, honestly. I think people can see through um, just like the formulas, and, and I just think people want to see you or your brand in, in like a very real way. And so not to necessarily even like overthink it. Obviously, you need to have pretty pictures. You need to have like a good filter. It's nice when everything looks the same way. Um, there's so many different apps that you can get to make your Instagram like look good. And you can get like as 
in your head about it as you want almost. But I think just being like authentic and being you and having like a real voice, I think it's important to know your audience. You know, if like for me, I have made a lot of women, I don't have a lot of guys. And not that I would ever like be posing uh, be like in a bathing suit or, you know, actually a picture in a bathing suit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like about to be like a sexy Instagram model. Like, that's not what I want to do on Instagram. So I'm not going to be like posting photos like that. So I think you need to know also like who's your audience. Are you t- wanting to target moms? Are you wanting to target like single college girls? Like, I don't know what it is that you are wanting to have your audience for, but I think it's important to know who am I trying to reach and what am I trying to say? I love that advice of be authentic, even though I feel like it's kind of like, I mean, everybody says that now, but I think it's like, it's like true. Like you can't get away from that. Like you just need to be you. And there's so many people out there like searching and trying to figure out, oh, what's the best thing to say when it's just like, look, yeah. look inside. Well, and, like, and I know that's a trend too. Like, oh, Instagram like versus reality, you know, and Instagram reality and how... But I, I don't even necessarily mean like, oh, be authentic. And if you have like a zit, show that side of your ankle, of your face. I mean, I think it is like pretty pictures and glossed over and... I, I don't know, like no one's going to want to necessarily show like a huge fight you had or something like that. But I think um, it's important to be authentic to you. All right. So we're talking about like building a brand and how you need to be relevant, all of those things. Um, what is your best advice for women listening in that have a problem staying true to who they are because they're so busy comparing themselves to other people? I just think that that's like uh, such a rut. And my husband and I, we have a saying like stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. And um, I love that just because it's like you can't see what other people are doing. And I know like I'm sure people look at me and they're like, oh my gosh, you have this many followers and you have this and you're going to be with these paid Instagram posts or you have a manager, like that's my goal. But like, I'm looking at people thinking like, oh my gosh, she has this and that. And like, I want to be there next. And I think that it's important to always have goals and to like set, set yourself, you know, constantly to be moving forward, but also like not to be comparing yourself um, and letting that like rob you the joy of the journey, you know, Mm -hmm. because like part of it is like, this is exciting. This is fun. You're creating a brand. And I don't think you ever get to a point where you just like exhale and are like, I did it. I think even, you know, friggin' JLo is doing movies, TV, and Vegas. Like she's stressing herself out and she's constantly like evolving. And I feel like that's how we all need to be is you have to always be growing. And I feel like comparison is the thief of joy, right? So we don't want to be comparing ourselves to other people. I also think that like, we want to, there's enough to go around. I think like you see that as three little boys and they're like, Oh, he got it. He got this piece. Like, and then they break down. Like, I want that chocolate cake. Like how did he, how come he got a chocolate cake? And it's like, well, sweetheart, there's a whole cake here. There's enough cake for everyone, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to look what other people are doing and like to get ideas and to get drive, but you don't want to put, put it so much where it's like, 
stealing you of your joy. Mm. I seriously got chills when you said the cake visual. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so true. Because people think, yeah, that there's not enough, but there is. Yeah. I think also like there's, but that's like almost a human condition of scarcity, right? Mm -hmm. That's like part of our Western culture. It's the way that I think that we're conditioned is that like almost like we view God that way sometimes. Like there's a scarcity and that like if they get good things, you can put it in any way of your life. Like, oh, she has like the car or the marriage or the clothes or whatever it is. But it's like, well, that doesn't mean I don't get it either. You know, like there's enough to go around for everyone. Mm. I love and it. That, I mean, there's all of, there's all those different quotes, like women, you know, encourage each other, girls compare. And yes. it's like, well, you, at some point you're not like a 16 year old vying to be prom queen. Like we, we pass that. Oh my gosh. Got laugh right there. Uh, (laughs) We need to get past that. Seriously. It's so true. Like sometimes it feels like people need to just kind of grow up a little bit. So I love that you gave them that little tough love right there. Thank you. I'm all about that. (laughs) I'm all about that. So, all right. So you're, you're building noblemen. You have three young kids. That's how we met. Um, because Mav dog is in cha-cha's. Mav dog. And so, so yeah, so you're doing all of these things. Plus, I feel like you're also an amazing friend, BTW. You're sweet. You are. And like you're doing Bible study together and there's like all these things that you're in. Um, So what, what is like one thing that you do? I don't like the word balance, but how do you keep everything in like where they need to be priority wise? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I just think, I think that you have to be organized. And I'm not organized, like by nature. I'm very, I don't like the word flighty because I feel like as a negative, uh, I like a gypsy and I'm very fleet free. Um, and but with three kids, like we, we have to have a schedule. And so for me, like for example, a non negotiable is three, like I need to work out three times a week. It's just good for me mentally and physically. I'm happier about it. And my husband knows that. So when we're planning out the week, I like plan in my workouts. Like it's a meeting with the friggin' president of Apple. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I'm going this with my gym time. Um, so I just know that there's certain things that I like to do for myself that I schedule in that is like a non-negotiable. I'm like, I probably want to have some sort of a social activity that's for me with my girlfriends where I can just be myself. It's because with um, our business, we're very social. We get invited to a lot of events. We have to be out in the scene. But my husband and I are always like, "That's work. That doesn't that doesn't count as a date with the two of us together." Like we are we are working that event, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that is work. And so I think for us, really honestly, just scheduling and being organized and knowing like what I need. Um, and he knows, my husband knows that too. So he'll be like, okay, I can pick up the kids today. So then you can get like a luncheon with your best friend or whatever it is, just so that there is a sense of balance. Because if I'm, for me personally, I think everyone's totally different. And some people are, it's like life giving for them to, you know, I don't know, like for me, it's life giving to work out. For someone else that like my mom hates that. That would be the worst thing ever and it's a punishment for her. So I think it's just knowing yourself and knowing like, okay, I love having a book or I love to do quiet time or I love to go to the coffee shop. 
Like what I'll call it is, I think it's important to schedule those things in your week so that you almost are getting like a treat or a reward. Um, and it's like balancing and putting yourself back like to your happy medium place, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. I think, and- it's, I think it's important. And I also think it's important to ha- have help. And, and like, I mean, if you can afford it or you can have like other people so that you can trade babysitting, you know, or, um, like I have a maid, I'm, I'm not like, I don't, that is not like to me to have to clean our house. And so it's like, baby, like we have to figure out a way where I have a maid come several times a week. <laughs> so I think it's just important to know yourself and then work towards what it is that you can put in your schedule that is like awesome for you. And it creates a balance. I love that. I love that advice, you guys. Um, and I have a podcast on non-negotiables too, because I, and I love that you use that term because that's just like, there are some things that it's like, you have to do these to make sure you're staying in alignment with who God wants you to be, you know, like in your core values and stuff. So absolutely love that. Yeah. Do you guys go on a date night every week? Once a week. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, we do. Doug and I do. We just started doing that. We, I think we do that in our pre-marriage counseling. And it's honestly really, really great. And then we, we have rules like for the date, especially because we work together. And obviously we were raising our children together. So you're not allowed to do like scheduling or um, anything like that because then the date doesn't, it's not a date. It's, it is starts becoming like a business meeting. And if I ever like start to say like, Oh, next week, the babysitter. Nah, 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 nah. And what do you have on Tuesday? Doug's like, no, 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 it's not a business meeting. We're on a date right now. So it's fun because you just know like that time is really carved out just to have fun together and like be in love and date. I think it's important to date yourself to continue to date each other. Oh, I love that. I do too. I totally do. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get back into the business part of it. What was it like launching a magazine? Because you also had, you guys also had another magazine. I remember you saying that. Yeah. So so my husband and I have started a business together. We weren't married yet. Um, but I was doing video editing and different things like that. And he was a designer. So he was designing websites. And um, so we were both kind of in that that space. And we knew a lot of photographers and artistic people. And um, someone had approached us and was like, Hey, I, um, I'm really well connected in Beverly Hills. I want to start... A magazine, and um, I'd love you guys to actually like do it. I will provide all the articles, but we want I want you to like put it together. And so Doug and I did that for ten years, and it was awesome. It was basically like getting our master's degree in and making a magazine. Um, <laughs> but it was in Beverly Hills, and it wasn't really our voice because it wasn't our idea. And so Doug had a dream of Nobleman. Like he knew he wanted to do a men's magazine and be like another voice for men. And um, we were trying to think of a name and everything was taken. And he had a dream of the name Nobleman. And he woke up. I remember he told me and I'm like, no way. That's so taken. I kind of laughed at him. Like, oh gosh. Yeah, right. And it wasn't. It was like just waiting for us. So... It was really, really cool. But it's scary to walk away from, you know, we our magazine is 10 years. It was established in Beverly Hills. Like we were doing great, um, but it wasn't like our dream. And 
so we had a, we just left that and started our own. We had, I mean, your first issue, we had like a few contacts from obviously being in the business, but it's scary no matter which way you put it, like to leave something that's super comfortable and to pursue your dreams is a risk. And um, it's a lot of work. And I feel like some people think like, oh, overnight success and you... There's no such thing. It's like always 10 years and then suddenly like it'll just hit, you know, mm-hmm. overnight. And um, it was like so many nights of us being up till three in the morning and working so hard. I mean, still we sometimes Doug will come home and, and have dinner with the family and I'll put the kids to bed and then he'll go back into the office. So it's a lot, it's a lot of work when you have your own company, but it's like so much fun when you love it and it doesn't feel like work and it's exciting. And just the energy of that is really great. Mm. And what do you like, as I know people just hearing the fact that you gave that up, you gave up a success to go and build your own success. And well, another successful thing, most people that that would stop them because they felt they would feel like, Oh, you know, I've already done it. Like I'm good. And they get kind of complacent um, and they don't want to risk it all. So how did you get that like drive inside of you to be able to risk it all? Because people get scared, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to leave my income. I don't want to leave this, you know, fear of the unknown. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it was me. <laughs> no, but Doug was really nervous to do it. And I just so believed in him. And for, I mean, I guess it's a little bit of a unique story because like I saw, I just saw in him, like I knew that this was like a calling. And so I think when you have, and I mean, I think a spouse can see that and you or a friend can see that in somebody. I'm just like, you have to do this. And I think you just know inside, like I, this is what I want to do. And I feel like I've just my whole life been trained almost to be like, this is your movie. Like you're the actor, the director, like this is, this is your one shot and it's your life and you get to like call the shots. So what is the point? Like, let's take the risk and do it. And so I think I've seen like other people in my family that have been really successful and some people have called them foolish at the beginning. And it's like, then later they're like, Oh, I supported you the whole time. You know, it's scary <laughs> to get out of the boat and try to walk on the water. and You like can sink at some point. But like, I think if you always kind of are focused and you have people around you um, that believe in you, even when you don't believe in yourself, I think that that's really key because mm-hmm. when you're in the midst of it, sometimes definitely you're going to second guess it. Like you're going to get no's. It's going to be scary. Like we, when you go to print a magazine, it costs, I don't know, at least like $50,000, let's just say, to print it. And then you have like all of these real hard costs. And then you're looking at like, how many advertisers do I have? Like, are we even going to break even? Like, this is so scary. Not to mention like pain for life. You know, so it's definitely mm-hmm. your risk. But when you are on this exciting adventure and you just know that this is what you were created to do and you like, there's no, it's just such a high to, to try to do it. There's nothing mm-hmm. else that you, I would like exchange it for. Mm. I love that. It's so exciting. I can feel like the excitement. I, I'm just ex- an excited person anyway, but yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I want you to answer all these questions now too. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. So tell me this. So you're, you're building out Nobleman Magazine. What issue are you guys on? 
So we just had our issue number seven. And oh actually gosh. tonight, Gerard Butler is our cover. And um, Doug is at dinner with him. Oh, that's right. That's so, the dinner you were yeah. having. Aww. He's at a dinner in New York. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. It's very, very cool. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, we're coming on our second year. Ah, okay. And you do it every quarter. Yeah. So we're four a year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Every um, so, you know, you're st- it's still at the infancy stages here. So give somebody like a day in the life of like, what does it look like to literally like connect like crazy to get these advertisements and like, you know, get this name out there, connect with the local business owners, all that stuff. What does that look like for somebody like you? Like, um, people from outside looking in, like, I already know they think you're super bubbly and fun and like that, that stuff would come easy to you. So tell them about that. Oh, you're so sweet. No, I think that there's a lot of different elements to the magazines. Um, and so I know like my husband does sales and he, he always laughs cause he's like such not a sales guy. Um, so he really covers that. I am not, I'm like the girl who would say I'm a vegetarian and then they bring me, you know, meat sauce and then, then I probably wouldn't say anything about it. So I would, I'm like not cut out for sales at all. Um, but I'm really good at like on the photo shoots and then picking out like the photos that I like for the magazine and, um, just like connecting everybody. So, um, for all the different articles and just knowing like we want to choose remarkable men and what, which men should we have? And then where's the magazine going to be? There's so many different, um, like aspects to the magazine that it's a lot of like connecting, being in the community. And so that's where I think my lovely personality come come in handy because I, I do know like a lot of what's going on. So I want to make sure like our magazine is in this person's hand or it's in this coffee shop or um, different things like that are really important to me. Um, so it's just like knowing your strengths and then being like, okay, you're really good at this and I'm really good at that. So let's divide and conquer. Mm, I love that. And I know for me, like a lot of people listening in, they um, have trouble connecting offline. So, because I think there's a lot of people in that like 20s range that are going to be listening in. Okay. And so they're like trying to do everything on social media. They're trying to make their connections to like get ahead, you could say, online. And I'm all about like making that face-to-face connection. Like anytime I can, I'm meeting, I'm, I mean, even my Uber driver, I'm just like trying to talk to them and get to know them. Um, how do you, you know, just like, even though I know I'm not like, it's not going to be like, no, yeah. Human yeah. connection. Yeah. It's just like so important to me. And do you go out of your way to try to like connect with people? Like when you're out and about in the community? Um, I mean, I think that I am naturally like that. I think I'm naturally kind of friendly and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's important, like kind of touching on what you said, to have human connection. I think it's very easy to blow people off or to say no on an email. You yes. know, it's very like, but it's hard to look someone in the eyes and say no. Um, what I've really learned a lot through Doug is a lot of the deals even now or yeses that we're getting, he has been working on these people for like two years. So mm. he just will always go into their shop, always like go and invite them to our events, like constantly kind of use um, just 
needing that relationship, you know, and, and continuing just to give it like water. And so eventually, like, you can't do it from your computer. It's it's too easy, almost like someone all you like on your you know what I mean. I'm gonna like your photo, coffee, and then you're asking me to do something. Like I'm way more inclined. It's so easy for me to say no if it's just through an email, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. So I really think that those relationships, um, like we were made, we were created to be in relationships, not just like cold on the phone. Um, on social media, I think it's really important to to get out there to like meet people, to get FaceTime with them, um, whatever it is that you're trying to sell or or to create. I think you have to be around other people. Um, even like if you work from home, like it's important. I I've worked from home for many seasons of my life, and I was so like even to work at a coffee shop once a week just to be around like another type of energy besides my cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, on the beach. <laughs> I really would love to see our magazine huge, like a GQ. I'm, I'm giving them a run for their money, you know, and like become another voice. Um, that's a little more nobleman than GQ is. And so um, like, that's where I would see the magazine. Is it becoming like bigger and us just continuing to grow? So have a bigger distribution. So I think it's important in any business to know like what part that you're doing well in and then what part you want to grow in. And so for us, like I feel like our photos, our content, everything is really great. So what we are going to be focusing on is really is really trying to like print more and get like out there more because it's like we have this great product, we just need more eyeballs on it. Mm-hmm. So that's really what we're pushing for. But I think that that is like good for any business is to know like okay, these, these are areas we want to grow. These are areas we're doing well in. How what can we work on and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's amazing. It's always like, um, being willing to critique yourself is important. Like it's good to go, okay, good job, good job, good job. But what can I do better? Because, you know, I think we should be like that. (laughs) So, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, all right. So, um, your work, we're coming to the end here. And me and you have talked before about how big of a dreamer you are and how you're just like, you're unwilling to accept no as the answer. And you just keep like going. And I want to know, like, what is the most shameless thing you've ever done to like build your life? Oh, geez. I feel like I'm shameless a lot, actually. <laughs> and I, I, I that's a good thing though. I mean, I don't think Me that that's a bad, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. And I would like to encourage everyone else to be shameless because nobody knows what you're thinking. Like nobody knows what you want. I think it's actually really important to be able to like, to really say and know what it is you want. Cause it's almost like sometimes if you're not even able to put it into words, then how are you going to be able to manifest that in your life? You know? Mm-hmm. So I just think it's like, you know when nobody knows what you want, you know, you're in charge of getting it done for yourself. And if you have connections, like use them for sure. Well what they all they can do is say no. I've gotten so many no's in my life that it's just 
I think that anyone that is successful has gotten no's. It's just like the Babe Ruth, you know, he got how many strikeouts when he got the world record for home runs. No one remembers that. They just think that he was the best home runner hitter. So <laughs> the home runner. The home oh runner. I'm obviously like a big baseball buff over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I didn't even know the Red Sox were playing tonight. Okay. It's your dream. Like you can make it happen. You mm-hmm. don't take no for an answer. You really don't. I just think it's important. And just believe in yourself. I just think that we all, you know, maybe sometimes can just, it's easier to be comfortable and not put yourself out there, you know? And I just think that that's a lie. It's so important just to live risky and to just go for it. And it's so exciting and fun. It makes life an adventure and a journey. And that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Have these stories, you know? And I just I just think it's important just to believe in yourself and, and to go after like whatever that little passion is in your heart. Like I don't know what that is for everyone. Everyone has a special one. And I think it's important that they identify it and then, then they pursue it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're preaching it. Uh, okay. I have one last question for you. And I think yeah. I know what you're going to say, but I just want to see what you're going to say. Okay. So <laughs> why do you think that you believe in yourself so much? Because that is, that's the number one thing that holds people back in business is they do not believe in themselves. They start to self-doubt and then they sabotage. And you don't do that. You're just going. I don't know. Um, I don't know if this is the right answer, but I honestly, I think it had to do with the way I was raised. Like my parent, I'm, I always kid that I'm, I'm overly confident. Like, I just think I'm the best because, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not that great at things, but I would like draw a circle and my parents would be like, it's amazing. It's the best drawing. And they put it up on the wall. And so then I just believed it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the best artist. Or like, you're so fast as a runner. And like, I am not. But I just was like, oh my gosh, I'm so fast. <laughs> and so when I do that with my kids, I'll be, you are going to make you jump so high. And then I'll like whisper things to them. Like, well, you know that we're geniuses. So it's okay. <laughs> and our family is super good at math. You know, <laughs> if I like see them struggling, I'll just do that. And I, I just think, and then they believe it. And then all of a sudden he thinks he's the best at math and Roman thinks his shoes, like he can jump super, super high, <laughs> but it's like, but that's the reality. And so who's to say that they aren't, who's to say that they're not. I just lose So my parents, I, I just was always, I've always just been super confident and just like in who I am. And I really think it was just the way that they just shamelessly loved on me and told me I was amazing. But what's really funny is my husband is the opposite. He would like, he would be the best drawer and he would show his parents and they'd be like, well, you could have worked on this shadow right here and you could have done this better. And so I think that we're both attracted to that in each other because I like, I think that everyone's just going to think it's always amazing and I need him to kind of be critical. And then he (laughs) likes it that I'm always like, it's amazing. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. So. Oh my gosh. I love that. Cause that's actually, that's like Chase and I, that's our dynamic too. He's always me, like bringing me back to reality from the, yeah. al- the alternate universe that I'm on. Like thinking that everything is like peachy and <laughs> um, yeah. he's like overly optimistic, but I like, I, I always tell people like, I like my little universe. Like don't pop my bubble. Like don't do it. <laughs> no, exactly. I think it's fine. I mean, <laughs> 
your reality. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it was so fun having you on the podcast and I can't wait to have you talk to everybody at Mommy Millionaire Live. I know you're going to bring so much just genius to them. Yes. I've been researching. I'm going to wear glasses. I'm going to feel so smart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yay. Um, Okay. So where can people find you? Oh yeah. Watch, um, check me out. OC Lydia on Instagram and then also Nobleman, um, on Instagram, Nobleman magazine. So you can keep tabs on me through both of those social media channels. And oh, and people... my blog, OC Lydia. Okay. Basically OC Lydia. Yeah. OC Lydia. Um, so if people want to order the Nobleman magazine, can they just go to the website and order one? Yep. Yeah, okay. you can order one or you can order a year subscription. So like a fun gift for um, your husband or uh, like obviously for a man in your life because it's very like wholesome, something they would be proud of to have. It's more like a coffee table book. So it's supposed to be like out, you know, till the next one comes. So you can read it cover to cover and it's like beautiful. I'm really proud of it. Yes, it is so beautiful. I was at the Lido house the other day and they had one in the coffee shop. So I picked one up. And um, yeah, and they're so, and I even put it on my Insta story because I was like, oh my gosh, these are so nice. Like they really are. So um, for those of you guys listening, I want you guys to do me a favor and go to Nobleman Magazine and get a year subscription and help our girl Lydia out. So yes, living the dream. (laughs) Yay. All right. Thanks for being on. Thank you for listening to the Mommy Millionaire Podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to mommymillionaire.co. Make sure to follow Mommy Millionaire on Spotify and subscribe on iTunes. And it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review of the show. And as always, ladies, go out there and get what you want.